Hi, my name is Sherry Doherty, and I'm a 54-year-old lady in red, in act two of my career and living my best life. My perspective on life and behaviors have been governed by who I was as a child, who I became, and who I am still striving to be. People my age are beautiful, bold, confident, and full of wisdom. And truly, the encore of the story of your life is still when the best songs are yet to be sung. My mission in this podcast is to shine the spotlight on people like me, have real conversations about reinvention stories, and inspire you to continue to follow your dreams regardless of your age. I'm doing it for Daisy. Who are you doing it for? Good day and welcome to today's episode of the Encore Podcast. This is a special edition and long awaited because today I am very proud to introduce you all to the one and only, my best friend and my partner in life, Terry Doherty. And you've heard so many Terry Doherty stories and isms and things. And I wanted to give him the opportunity to tell our stories from his perspective today. So thank you so much for joining us, Terry. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast, Sherry. Great. It's funny because we live in the same household and we share our life together. And it took us a really long time to find a common hour where we could sit down and focus on this. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's kind of funny. I hear your podcast, but I'm never there. I don't get to see them being made or produced or even, you know, anything that goes in behind it because when you typically record them, they're not being recorded at the house. So it's kind of a it's kind of nice to be home and to record this with you. Yes, it absolutely is. And this is fun. Again, this is completely unscripted and we have not discussed in advance and we don't know where this conversation is going to go. So this is a little bit of Doherty insight as to a true conversation between us. We have now been happily married for 28 years and Let's see what parts of the story that Terry would like to share. So in the traditional format, what I typically ask our guests to do, Terry, is tell us your backstory. So who you are, where you grew up, what life was like, what your childhood was like, if there are some highlights and lowlights that you would like to share with anyone. And then a bit about your building years, so the start of your marriage and career and buying houses and having children and all those things, all this time from Terry's perspective. And then we'll talk about the middle, which is kind of where we are now, the middle. And then we'll talk about what our future thoughts are. And I think that's where we're going to have a little bit of a conversation that you're all going to get to listen to live. Sure. So Tara, tell us about yourself. All right. Born in Northern Ireland, uh, raised in Northern Ireland, grew up in a town just outside of Belfast called Antrim. Lived there until 1979. Moved to Canada with my family. So my mom, my dad, and my sister. We moved to Bramalee for a very short time. Then we lived in Ajax for my entire teenage years until you and I got together when I was in my early 20s. And then we moved away, Pickering, and then up to Innisfil, then Barrie. So in a really short snapshot, I've lived in quite a few places, even had a chance to live in Florida for a short period of time with Kieran, part of his racing career, as you know, and then got to follow him around the U.S. and then off to Europe and then back to Canada and then him back into the U.S., you know, and fast forward, now we're in Kingston. Right. So we have lived in quite a few places, we've had quite a few houses. Gosh, we've had three houses in Kingston alone. So yeah, you know. And any highlights of all that or lowlights that you'd like to share? Well, that you know. was a really quick synopsis sure. of our life. <laughs> yeah. So what was your childhood like? It was pretty awesome. Actually, I love my childhood. It was great. You wouldn't actually, the way I look at it is 
You know, I just grew up in a really fun household with my mom and my dad and my sister. Didn't really even know the troubles were going on. I was pretty sheltered from that until I went to where my parents were from in Derry. And you could see the problems there. And obviously the problems were in Belfast as well. I guess they were everywhere, but your parents try and do a really good job of protecting you from it. And then we came here because, you know, it was just safer and your life expectancy is much less in Northern Ireland in the 70s than it is in Canada. So I'm really happy to be here in Canada, living my life with, you know, you and the kids, obviously. But yeah, highlights, obviously marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Getting married to you it was awesome, obviously. And it's an amazing 28 years of marriage and basically 30 years of being together, really. Right. And then obviously having two amazing kids. They're super high performers in everything they do. So that's totally cool. And, you know, I have a great job. I have great work friends and I have a great group of friends. In the last year, I found health and fitness and my love for God again and just all those wonderful things that uh, keep me grounded and make me want to get up at 4 a.m. every day. Well, that we do and we'll get to that. What about your professional career? So you have been between us actually the longest at any company between any of us, myself included, and you haven't even yet spoken about DJing. Yeah, well, no, I'm just talking about my life, really. But my work, obviously, I've been with Aviva 28 years and four days. I just had my 20th year anniversary this week. So March 6, 1996, I started with Aviva. So it's Right after we got married. Yeah, literally. So pretty wild. Love the company, love the people, love my boss, love everything about it, love the opportunities I get. And, you know, it's a really cool, inclusive company. We do lots of really cool things, and it's just a great company to work for. And I can't say enough about it. I've got some really great professional mentors, and, yeah, I love the company. Company. It's fantastic. Now, my DJ life has had some changes, ups and downs. I was on the radio, did some radio stuff, obviously, and then did a whole bunch of stuff at Cardinal and a couple other big facilities. And now I get to play every week at Spearhead, which is really cool. I love doing that. It's music trivia night, so I'll be taking off pretty soon to go do music trivia. And then I DJ weddings and corporate events and everything else and stuff for you. And just did International Women's Day and a fashion show. So our life is busy. We definitely have that. You are still in the throes of your professional career. And so you haven't necessarily, we're not yet into or considering your encore career, but we'll get to that part of the conversation. But our bounce year was 2018. Yeah, 2018 sucked. Yeah, it wasn't great. So a lot of things happened in 2018, and I believe I've shared with the listeners, just I'm going to call them the lowlights, but they all turned into good in the end. The story ends well. However, in 2018, pretty much everyone in this house had an identity crisis, Oh, you also did. He's he, making a face that represents it wasn't necessarily him, but once I explain, there was sure, I definitely an identity yeah. crisis there as well. In 2018, Karen's professional racing career came to an end. A crashing end. Yes, it did. And you identified with, and a lot of who you were and where your passion and energy was going was into his racing career. 100%. So that was a significant loss for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. As well as... That was only a year or so after our cheerleading business had wrapped up, which also didn't come to the easiest end. So we were still healing from that. Yeah, that literally burned up. In 2018, I had my career bounce 
And so you spent the summer of 2018 in a household with Kieran and I, both in the throes of an identity crisis, as well as your own, given you weren't a moto dad anymore or a cheer dad and you had a lost wife. What was all that like for you, if you want to share your perspective? Well, I did enjoy jet skiing every day because I know you liked doing that as a stress reliever, so I got to jet ski a lot. But in all seriousness, it was terrible. Karen's racing career was a huge crush and burden in my heart, for sure. Uh, I still think about it. When we watch races, I look at kids that we used to race against. Now they're on national TV every week. And I mean, Karen was on TV in the States, but now it's on national TV and it's getting such publicity. And the kids that Karen raced against in 2018 are now the top guys and it's crazy so yeah that went away in a heartbeat I remember the day it happened I remember Kieran calling me and saying no nope, Kieran didn't call no no he did so you're missing the point here okay, so go ahead. Kieran called and said he was having a fantastic day riding was going good he was hitting a triple he was going to send me a video that he was taking on his GoPro and the next call I got thinking it was from Kieran was from his team manager saying Kieran had been in an accident he was still unconscious he was bleeding from his ears and his mouth and they were rushing him to hospital that still makes me tear up I don't like to talk about this but go ahead yeah and then it was hours and hours before. Very stressful hours in this house yeah. while we waited. There was a lot of phones being thrown at me. And perspective, where was he? <sighs> Middle of nowhere, Idaho. He was at a private training facility. He had just gotten back from breaking his arm. And we couldn't get there. No. I mean, there was no direct flight. I mean, I didn't even know where he was being taken to, what hospital. Turned out it was Boise. It was the closest hospital. It was a couple hours away. I can't remember if they airlifted him or if he was driven or it's went by ambulance. I mean, it was bad. I just remember the guy saying, I literally remember him saying, he's bleeding from his ears and his mouth and he's unconscious. Okay, let's move past this part of the story because I'm having anxiety and I'm probably going to yeah. cry again. So, yeah, so Kieran's I mean, career ended, which yeah. also meant you're not a moto dad anymore. Yeah, and I mean, that's all well and good now. He's doing great. He's he doing he's wonderful fantastic. things. But yeah, that changed everything for us. I mean, he only had that plan. There was no plan B. There's never a plan B when you want to be a professional athlete. There can't be a plan B. And then we had to create a new plan A when Kieran got home and he got better. So yeah, I mean, that was terrible for him, for me, for you, for the family, just everything kind of just crashed, crashed and burned, <laughs> literally, you know, and then the year before that, Pulse came to a crashing end and that, you know, I'll just gloss over that, whatever, your book can talk about that, but. And my career ended? Yeah, and your career <laughs> ended too. I mean, <laughs> holy camol, just everything changed. I remember you saying, hey, this is a fantastic Tuesday. I wish every Tuesday could be like this. And then literally a half an hour later, you looked at an email or something. I had an invitation from and, the president. Yeah, and you turned around and you said to me, I'm being fired tomorrow. And I'm like, no, nah, you're not. And you're like, oh, yeah, I am. I've used this exact same thing. I'm being asked to meet off site. I'm being fired. And I'm yeah, like, it oh. was a wink. He knew that I knew and I knew he knew that I knew. Yeah, but it was <clears throat> still terrible. That 24 hours was terrible. And you drove yourself down. You didn't even let me drive you to the meeting. I needed to put on my big girl pants. Yeah, and you held your head up high. You walked in. I remember you coming home and you calling me on the way home and said, yeah, it's done. I didn't cry. I had my five minutes and hey, let's talk about it when I get home. So that was crazy. Which was all well and good. That part of it actually, I wasn't necessarily sad to see end. It was really the now what. Yeah. The now what is the scary part. Yeah. And that was the same for me, you and Kieran. 
because yeah. you spent every waking moment being Kieran's team manager. And whether you guys were traveling or strategizing or training or being a mechanic on his bikes, we were all lost. God bless Smad because I think she was away at university. She was. Lucky her. <laughs> yeah, that was... Yeah, 2018, uh, I'm glad it's over. And then fast forward, and then you got the pandemic. And yeah, then now... you get 20. So we literally, this is the way I like to put it, is we literally just started to get back on our feet in 2019. You know, Kieran had a couple of stops and starts with his new plan A and got himself stabilized. And I got into my new career, and we kind of started to heal some of that stuff, and we were feeling okay. And then this giant other wave smacked us down again. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't just about us. It was the no. whole world. It was a pandemic. But you're thinking but at like, the time, shit, you I'm feel just, it's just trying me. to get above water. Yeah, absolutely. And now COVID. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, COVID in my head is not that it's over, but it's kind of behind me and I'm just living with it day to day. It's whatever. Everyone's living with it and we've moved on. It's not that big, scary thing anymore. Everybody kind of has sees the reality of it yeah. and what it is and we deal with it, right? It's like anything. I mean, it's like all those other kind of obstacles that got in our way. One thing I was going to add at that point too was that was when we renewed our faith. Yeah, absolutely. Let's put it this way. It's funny because we've always been faith-filled people. You were raised Catholic. I was raised Presbyterian. I became a Catholic for family unity purposes, and I was baptized with Sarah Marie. We weren't just actively involved in the church, and we weren't particularly practicing on a day-to-day -day basis, but we've always been faith-filled people. And then I actually believe it was even prior to all the change in 2018 where we started to pay a little bit more attention and say we wanted our life to be more God centered and more faith-filled and it's funny because they do say prayers are answered they just sometimes come in unexpected packages and for one I can tell you honest as gold that me being released from my prior employer was an answered prayer it just came in a scary package and the answered prayer in terms of Kieran's accident was that he walked away we know kids who didn't walk away or didn't survive that sport yeah and so our child being physically healthy mentally healthy and able to walk and still survive in his next phase of his life is a gift from God for sure. And we never forget that on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I mean, Karen and I hung out with Team Faith a lot and Rev and all the guys from that team and stuff. So I attended service every Sunday when Karen was at races before. I mean, I just... Well, you it, surround yourself with that energy. It was yeah, great. it was really I mean, good. Maybe and he I was mean, protected. Yeah, and I don't know. I think, you know, being around them and kind of it just progressively for me, my music taste changed. I started listening just to Christian music. I mean, everything, you know, when I think about what I listen to now or my podcasts or anything, there are a lot of faith filled in it. It's a lot of positive energy. It's, you know, good, positive kind of faith-filled, you know, mindsets and, you know, mind, body, soul, everything that I think about. And Oh, if yeah. you're in this household on any given Saturday morning, there is some crazy Christian music being played really loud while we clean and do laundry. Yeah, I don't even want to call it crazy well, Christian I music. Just mean, I don't mean crazy Christian. I just mean like it's crazy loud and we're yeah. into it, jumping around. And on any given morning as we get ready in the day, there's a lot of Ed Milet playing in this household. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, really good positive podcast listening to and listening to really in my opinion just great music positive Christian music and it kind of fills my day now and it fills my brain and I've gotten away from listening to just other stuff or well, you, you used to listen to Howard Stern yeah well that's what I'm saying I wasn't <laughs> even going to bring up his name that's a big opposite yeah so it's kind of changed for me completely so 
you know, and I wear it strongly on my sleeve, I think, as well. So, you know, everywhere I go. And I'm happy to say that, you know, it's my favorite type of music. When people ask me, it's funny, when people ask me about when I'm DJing or when I'm at an event or whatever I'm doing music trivia, people always ask me, like, what's your favorite kind of music? And I say, I have two types that I really enjoy listening to on a regular basis. One is Christian, the other one's Broadway. Right. I also agree. Those are great. Right. So, you know, and I think I take people for a loop when I say it too. And they're like, oh, and then other people are like, oh, I love those as well. And it's just funny, you know, and I'm not shy about saying it. So, yeah. So we shouldn't be, right? Yeah. So, you know, fast forward, we're now 2023. I'm still loving my job. Things are still going really well. You are about to be 52. So you have a birthday next week. So early, happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. And you are also starting to think about your encore season and what that might look like for you. So you're definitely still in the throngs of your career at Aviva. And you will have been there 30 years probably before you even contemplate retirement. However, I know that you also are starting to change, like you've talked about for a number of different ways, but you also have become very focused on your health and fitness. And I think there's definitely a reason behind that as well. We're also, both of us are looking at our mortality. Sure. And that it's not immortality, which is pretty frightening, but we're both thinking about our mortality and how we extend the years as much as we can. And then you're also thinking about what you might do after Aviva. We're definitely not like sit around, do nothing people. We're not golfers or gardeners or any of those kind of things. So what are your thoughts on what you might do when your corporate career wraps up? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I still have a few good years left in me. You know, there's some rubber still left on these tires. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do essentially, but we've talked about it is, you know, do I want to run my own race? team? Do I want to have an arena cross team? You know, Karen and I really enjoyed doing that kind of circuit in the winter. It gets me out of the cold. It gets me, you know, some young athletes, kind of train them, give them some discipline and stuff like that. So I don't know. Do I join forces with a team down in the U.S. that's already established? Start building my own brand up again? Bring Prodigy Racing back? I don't know. So that would be something that I'd like to do kind of on the side, obviously. But then do I want to get into being a broker or doing something on the insurance side, be it investigations or my own business once I've, you know, fulfilled my kind of obligations or my work at Aviva has run its course. So it's really hard to say. I'm not sure how long I'm going to be left at Aviva. I'm going to be the president of the OIAA next year, which is the Ontario Insurance Adjusters Association. So that'll, that'll take me two years anyway. And then that'll make me, I will have been with Aviva 30 years at that point. I'll be 54. I wouldn't retire before being 55 anyway. So, I mean, I've still got at minimal three years on the Aviva side of things, but I'd really like to get into some management position there as well. And kind of do something to kind of share my knowledge as well. So there's so much to think about still. And I'm still a pretty young guy, obviously. I mean, my dad worked till his 65th birthday and then literally retired on his 65th birthday. So I don't know if that's in the cards for me, if I'm going to stop on my birthday, kind of like he did, or if I'm just going to continue to do things. I mean, I think working out every day and going to the gym at four in the morning, calling my buddy and just, you know, staying active and getting in really good shape has changed things. It's making me focus better, having a better mindset, just better all around. 
One thing I'd like to add, which I continue to tell you on a regular basis, is you would make a phenomenal real estate agent. So if you ever want to join me in the real estate world, right now, obviously, you are on the team and you are fantastic for the ways that you support me, but you are the most amazing networker. People love you. And if Terry Doherty said, hey, come buy a house with me, everyone you know would. For now, you just say, hey, go buy a house with my wife. Yeah. And I sincerely appreciate that. I think that, you know, you're definitely going to do something because you and we are way too entrepreneurial and we're definitely not going to lose that energy. And although we may be in our 50s, we act like we're in our 30s and we still have tons of energy and ideas that we want to see come to fruition for the rest of our productive lives, I guess. Yeah, I'm not really to slow things down right now. Absolutely. And I don't think I will be for the next 10, 15, 20 years. I don't know. So we'll see. I mean, like I said, there's still a lot to be done in my current job and we'll go from there. But yeah, no, I'm enjoying what I'm doing all the way around. That's great. I will wrap it up by sharing actually a family joke with everyone. And as the listeners know, my mantra is that I'm doing it for Daisy. And Daisy is the future vision of who I am probably in my grandmother years and in my years when I'm completely thriving and doing the things I have as a vision for myself. And Terry likes to jump in on things. If there's a thing someone has, Terry also <laughs> wants a thing. So because I have a grandma name that's not grandma, it's Daisy, he also wants to have one. So you have decided that your future you is Declan. Yeah, it's doing it for Declan. Right. So we will be Daisy and Declan in the future. Do you have any vision of what Declan looks like that you would like to share with everyone? Um, he looks like me. He just doesn't have all the bills that me has. <laughs> <laughs> so we're financially independent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously Declan's going to be in great shape and he's going to have a race team and drive a really cool sports car. And have a smoking hot wife. Yeah, yeah. So um, you're getting another wife? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, yeah, I love when you said doing it for Daisy. And I'm like, well, I'll be Declan. And you're like, no, you just can't make up stuff. And I'm like, you're making stuff up so I can make stuff up. So yeah, no, I think it's just funny. Obviously, I'm not going to be Declan, but I'll still be Terry. But I might use the name Declan now and again. But be your alter ego. Yeah, my alter ego can be Declan. But yeah, no, thanks for having me on the podcast. It was fun. Appreciate it. It was long overdue for people to hear your voice and your side of the story. And you think we're funny. Sure. <laughs> and so so I always think we'll I'm continue funny. to share with people. I sincerely appreciate it. And thank everyone for listening today. Yeah, thanks, guys. And make sure you buy a house from Cherry. Sure.